We're following up from last week, from our resurrection, our Easter service, uh, uh, as we get into this series of being set free. Let's, uh, let's get into reading the scripture and then we have some important things to, uh, to pray about. <clears throat> John chapter 8, verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be free? And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. And now a slave has no permanent place in a family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. I'm telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me and man a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. And Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and now am here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. You want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. For when he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. And yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. As we go to prayer this morning, just uh, heard, and I don't know if we've completely confirmed, but at least uh, I've just heard that and many of you have been praying for Sharon's sister, Christine, and uh, she's been in hospice care. Just last week they just put her in hospice care, and our understanding that she's just passed away and that we've heard from Nick uh, who comes here. Nick is her son. And if you might know Sharon, maybe you don't know Nick as well, but he sits over in that area uh, usually. And uh, so let's, let's as we go uh, this morning to prayer, let's pray for that family as well. Father, thank you that you are a good, good father. And it's tough in times like these. Yep. We recognize the battle so hard and so long for Christine and all too quickly. We believe that she is in your presence. We pray your comfort upon the family for Sharon. Uh, Not even sure if she was able to be there today or not. For Nick, for her husband and other children. You are the God of all comfort and we pray that you would show yourself and lead them through the valley where death has cast its shadow. 
Lord, I think of others here today that just the news of this brings back the memory of something that happened just recently with them, perhaps, for others. Lord, comfort your people. Come alongside. Lead us through. Lead us through the valley. And may the light become brighter and brighter until the full day. We ask that the light of your word would shine in and through us, even in what we're looking this morning. Your truth would break through, break down our barriers, and that we would break forth in the way that we need to be with you, for you. Set us free. Are there those in this room right here that need to be set free? Set free of things that they walked in this room and nobody knows. For some, other people know about their past and how that was an issue. And they think, everybody thinks that they're past it but is very much in their present right now. We pray you, Holy Spirit, would fall upon us in a mighty and a powerful way and that, Jesus, you would break those chains and that we would be set free, whether they're big or small. None of us should have to deal with that. So as we begin this series, Lord, we pray you would begin a mighty work among us. And that we really would be set free. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, I am realizing that I'm missing something. Uh, Something usually that I wear. It's... Not just on Sunday, but uh, every day. Kind of, oh, here it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, I know, ladies, you're thinking, wow. Where can I get one of these? (laughs) Styling. And it's the stuff is styling. Well, the truth is, you already have at least one of these. In fact, while it may be up for debate whether it is in style for men to wear chains these days, I want you to know that you men have all walked in here probably with, at least most of you, with some chain around your neck as well. But most of the time the chains are not seen by others. They're chains. Chain, as this one says, sin. We walk in here. We believe, as we think about, uh, we live in America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. Not so much. And not so often. We still need to be set free. 
Which is why you hear so many people use the quote out of John chapter 8 where it says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. People talk about that. Yes, that's what it is. The truth will set you free. But is that true? Or, or maybe really we should say, have we missed the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth of this passage here in John chapter 8? And by missing the whole truth of this passage here in John chapter 8, we have missed the full freedom that Jesus wants to give us. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to look at this passage and, and pick out three. It doesn't mean these are the only, but pick out three of the steps that we need to be set free. There are three steps that we need to be set free. And the first one is we need to recognize our chains. We need to recognize our chains. Look with me back in our passage in John chapter 8. Hopefully you keep that open there. Verse 33 they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? All right, first of all, think about that statement, the one I first read, the verse 33 there. Think about how crazy that is. You hear what they're saying? We are Abraham's descendants. We have never been slaves of anyone. Hello? Have you read the Bible? You know? Have, have you, uh, what about Egypt? How about all those nations you were enslaved to during the judges? And uh, well, what about that time that part of you were in captivity in, in Assyria and part of you were in captivity in Babylon? And then, hello, what about Rome? Right now, we've never been slaved to anyone. Really? And as crazy as that sounds, that's the same kind of crazy that gets said today. I am not slave to anything. I don't have any problems. The kind of denial statements that are made even by those who are Christians. They act like they're fine. I'm fine. I know the truth. Uh, that I am free in Christ. I'm not a slave to anything. And yet it is as obvious as the thing around your neck that you are not free. As we walk through this life with chains, with chains, like our, our, our sin that put us in bondage, that tie us up, weigh us down. In verse 34, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. This is not talking about random sin. This is not talking about the fact that you're not perfect. Jesus' word that he's using here deals with those who live with or those who continue in sin. He's talking about those chains of sin, not that we trip over, but those chains of sin that we wear and that we keep with us, that we continue. At its root, the sin that deals with me, myself, and I. At its root, that deals with the pride, the selfishness, a self-centered, self-concerned kind of thinking. Those aren't the only chains we wear. Many for the chains of, of past failures and guilt. The pain that, that, that continues to just come from us and the shame. But what's important for us to grasp this morning in, in this whole illustration is we pick up the chains. We put them on ourselves not somebody else not satan 
Don't misunderstand. Satan is involved in this as Jesus uh, goes on in this passage. A little bit later in the passage we read, uh, he says to them, these religious leaders, you belong to your father that is the devil. And what does he say about the devil? He is a liar. He is the father of lies. And yes, he is. And he will deceive. He will discourage you regarding your chains. But we are the ones who open the door. We are the ones who put the chains on. And we need to recognize our own chains. We need to recognize them. The longer we wear the chains, the more we allow them to get bigger and bigger and, and, and tighter, wrapping themselves around us. This is what Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 speaks about when it says that sin that, so, that hinders us and so easily entangles us, tripping us, keeping us from running the race that is before us. So many have, have picked up other kinds of chains. Let's uh, see what we've got here. There's many that have, have picked up. There we go. Chains of addictions or obsessions in so many different areas uh, that that can happen. And we try to justify, you know what, other people do this and they're fine. Are they? Are they really deep inside fine? And even if they are, it is you who will be standing before judgment day one day. Stop denying that you are wearing a chain that enslaves you. Maybe these chains were shiny and attractive when you first saw them. And, and maybe, I, I'm just going to try it out. I'm just going to try this chain out. I'm just going to try it out and see what it's like. And that thing that you started doing that was just a little fun started to become a little annoying. And after a while, it became more than little. It became big and became heavier and heavier and binding you tighter and tighter. And the more you struggle to set yourself free, the worse it gets with our chains. Many are caught in so many other various chains as well. Not only the addictions, but lusts. Not just sexual, but lusts for more things, for money, for more experiences, you name it. These chains can be made out of so many different things in life. That we seem to wear every day. It could be a critical spirit, anger. Or the flip side of depression, discouragement. But the truth is, no matter what, you did not get those chains from God, the God of all encouragement. And I don't know where they were. And I don't know. Why. Think about it. What you're walking through life with, what you've got, you did not get that from God. You know it's not right. There, there are parts of you who wants to be free from your chains. You've even tried to get free so many different times. You begin to realize that, that no matter what you do, you cannot break free. You cannot break free of these chains. In fact, the only thing that ends up breaking is your life. Ends up breaking is, is, is your hearts. It ends up breaking are your homes, is our health, even our very lives. These chains are... Are, are destructive. They are, are damaging. They drag us down in our lives. Not just hurting us, but hurting others around us. Those things that have mastery over us. Second Peter 2.19 says, Man is a slave to 
what masters him. And you say, well, I, it's not really mastered. I, 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 I can handle this with it most of the time. It's not about most of the time. At any time where you are not in control, where the Holy Spirit is not, where it has control of you, it doesn't matter for how long. No matter what your chain. In fact, there's there's a chain right under. Can you reach that chain? There's a chain right under your chair. Somebody dropped this. You didn't even know it was there, so I know it wasn't yours. There we go. Chain of unforgiveness. That's the one people like to pick up all the time. Pick up and hang on to. Although, usually this chain, there's usually another chain fairly close to it. Uh, Micah, underneath that, is there something underneath there? Oh, yeah. Look at that. Here's another one. These, these are kind of a pair. you got to wear these together. Unforgiveness and... Bitterness. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta wear, you gotta wear those together, as most people do. These chains, bitterness and unforgiveness, not only towards others but towards ourselves, and even sometimes towards God. Things we do not totally let go of. But we hang on until it just wraps around ourselves and wraps around our life, choking the life out of us. And somebody says, well, if you, if you just knew what they did to me, you would realize I have every right to this chain. And I would say, if you just knew that they are not bothered by what you did and then moved on and that the only one wearing a chain is you. Maybe you would realize that the only one being punished by your bitterness is you. And other relationships that you say you are close to. Perhaps some of these chains that I have here are, are what you have. And you say, I would never pick up that chain. I don't have that chain. But there are plenty of other chains. There are other chains that, that we can get a hold of. Oh, by the way, don't forget these. I mentioned this earlier. We got... Uh, and we got guilt and we got uh, okay don't forget especially when you got all these yeah you got bitterness guilt yeah those are all good you got fear and you got fear now I want you to know if you don't want to have the bigger chain, there are some smaller chains you can pick up. They're called worry and anxiety, which are pretty much the same thing, just a little smaller. Okay. I should have eaten something for breakfast. So, so here's the thing. We could try to argue that we don't have chains in our life, Come on. Have you gotten to the point? Uh, I, some people say, no, no, listen, I know I've got some chains, but they've not gotten to the point where they're harmful or destructive. In fact, 
I know there's something that I've, I've had for a while in my life, but, and, and I just got to tell you that I, I really don't feel like life has changed at all since I picked up that chain. I don't really feel like there's really anything that's happened. I don't feel like life, my life has changed because I picked up that chain. And somehow it doesn't dawn on them that that is the problem. That because they have been bound up with chains, they were unable to move forward. And so their life has not changed when really it could have changed. It could have changed in an amazing, blessed kind of way that Jesus intended for their life to be set free from the chains. You say, I don't notice any bad effects. The problem is you're not noticing the good that the good Father wants to give you. We need to recognize our chains. But as well, we need, in the next point, to realize our chains have been broken. Verse 36. Verse 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The truth is we can't set ourselves free from these chains. We have tried and we've tried and they just seem to get stronger. We just seem to get weaker. We try the religious things. We pray. We cry. We read our Bibles. We try to do good and all those kind of things. But we can't break free. Not only specific chains, but the general chain of sin. But the good news is that Jesus came to rescue us, to save and sanctify us by what he did on the cross. Jesus came to suffer and die and to take our punishment and our penalty for our sin as our Savior. We picked up the chain, but he took our blame. Even though he was innocent, he paid the price to make us right with God. And to set us free from our chains. Jesus offers a way out. He offers a way up. The question is, have you taken it? Have you received the gift that he offers? If not, why not today? We may have been carrying around that chain of, uh, of guilt forever. And yet, here's what he says. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And look at verse 2. The law of the Spirit has set us free in Christ Jesus. There's a difference there. Think about that. Because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit gives life and sets you free from the law of sin and death. The chains have been broken. Jesus on that cross did not just set us free from the penalty of our sin that was due us. Jesus on that cross set us free as our sanctifier from the power of sin over us. To break the power of that the chains have over us to bind us. He broke those chains. He gave us victory. He allowed us to be able to live a life that is set free as a new creation. This is all a part of Jesus' plan. Always a part of Jesus' plan. Not just to give us forgiveness. So much, we just stop right there so many times, and that is great, and we do have forgiveness, but that's more. He's done so much more. He did not just come to give us forgiveness. He came to give us 
freedom. Freedom. Freedom is what he said at the very beginning of his ministry when he first started and he was speaking there at the, at the temple and he opens up the word of God. He opens up to Luke chapter 4. And we see in Luke chapter 4 in verse 16, he starts, but as you go on down to verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, sent to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's, and that shouldn't say him, the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus' plan was always about setting us free. In fact, he quotes this from Isaiah 61. It was always God's plan. Not just to forgive us, but to give us freedom. In fact, that should be our mission. Another place in Isaiah 42, verse 7, says to open the eyes, and this is for us, to open the eyes that are blind, to free captives from prisons, and to release from dungeon those who sit in darkness. Jesus came so you and I can finally be free in every way and to break every chain. So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Jesus Christ came to set us free. Romans 7 says free from the law. Romans 6 talks about free from sin and the slave of righteousness. No longer a slave to the devil, no longer a slave to death. Our chains have been broken. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, Jesus might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by fear of death. When we fully and personally experience the love of Jesus Christ, he will change us from the inside out. We can be free with nothing to fear. First John 4 says, perfect love casts out all fear. We just need to realize that the chains are broken. It reminds me of a, a song. It's been uh, somewhat popular around these days. Chain Breaker by Zach Williams. If you haven't heard of it, let me just read through that. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies, if you've been trying to fill the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you've got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a change, chain breaker. We've all searched the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life. There's a better life. If you've got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you've got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. Yeah, we'll get, I'll give you another try. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. Amen. 
And he is a chain breaker. That is Jesus. We need to recognize that we've got chains. Step one. Step two, we need to realize those chains are broken. Step three, we need to release our broken chains. We're going to look at verses 31 and 32, but first as we think about what he says in John 8, verse 36 here, say, if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And, and, and there's a sense that some would just stop a message right here and say, amen, you preached it. Jesus is a chain breaker. We need to realize that he's broken our chains. We know the truth, and now the truth has set us free. Pastor, that's all you got to do, or is it? Or more correctly, is that the truth of God's word, that the way we find freedom is by learning the truth? Truth like Jesus has set us free. Is that the way we find freedom? Because that's not the way Jesus said we find freedom. We need to break out of our churchianity and go deeper. There are those here today that in your heart would say, I know Jesus has set me free. I know that is a truth in God's word, but I also know it is not true in my life. I know it here, but I'm not living it. I don't see it. It's not true. I have not experienced freedom from my chains, even though supposedly he's a chain breaker. Why is that? You've heard this kind of message before, and you know, and yeah, this was great, and, and you thought this is good, yeah, 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 and then you just found yourself defeated again and again. You keep failing, you keep falling, you keep tripping over the chains, and you wonder why. Why is Jesus, not the chain breaker, helping you? And our problem is that religion has taken verse 32 here without looking at all the words that Jesus says in verse 32 and all around what Jesus says. So let's look a little more closely at this. Look a little more closely at it. You will know the truth, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now here's the thing. Most of people, when they're quoting this verse and talking about it, only say, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But they missed a word up there, didn't they? Then... You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Then. Now, usually if there's a then, there's something that comes before it. You know, it's kind of like this, and then then. Or, or even the phrase, oftentimes, if this, then. Right? Are you with me? If, then. That's the phrase. It doesn't just say the truth and the truth. So let's look at the verse before it then. What is Jesus saying? What should be, whoop, sorry. What is the if? To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There is an if before the end. It's not just about knowing the truth. The if is hold to my teaching as my disciples. We talked about it in recent times. That Jesus is not just looking for decisions. He's looking for disciples. Disciples who will take up their cross, deny themselves, and follow Him. That's what He's looking for. Those are the ones who find freedom. Those who are the disciples. Then, those who hold to my teachings. The Pharisees didn't take hold of Jesus' words. 
Not only did they not believe it, but they didn't want any part of what Jesus' words were and what he had to say. They had no hold over their life. And what Jesus is saying here is, and what we are missing is, we must go beyond learning the truth that sets us free to living the truth that sets us free. Do you see the if? The if is if you hold to my teaching, if you do what I say, if you hold and follow through with what I'm saying, that you should be going and doing and living your life, if, then you will find freedom. Then you will have the freedom that you need. In fact, the power of the resurrection, the power of the resurrection of Jesus did break the chains. But we will not be free unless we're willing to follow. We will not be free unless we're willing to walk the way Jesus did. Not just willing, but actually doing it. You can learn and sit here and learn all the truth you want from now until the kingdom does come. But it will do you no good to just learn if you don't live. We will not find freedom. We will not be able to walk out. You see, the truth is, Jesus is a chain breaker. The truth is, these chains are broken. They are not wrapped around me. There is no lock on those chains holding them to my body. Which it would be like what it was before I came to Christ. They would be wrapped around me. There would be locks, but Jesus broke those locks. Jesus stopped them from being wrapped around me. There is nothing holding, in a sense. These chains have no power to hold onto me. Yet they're still hanging around my neck. Why? Because I let them hang around. They don't have power to hold on to me, but I am holding on to them. Instead of holding on to the teaching of Jesus, I need to let go, to walk away, to live like Jesus. God is very clear that we need to get rid of our chains. Hebrews chapter 12, we read, I talked about earlier, is let us throw off all that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Let, it, let us throw that off. And let us run the race that is marked out before us. Please understand, we cannot do this until we surrender to the work of Jesus. The Jesus who breaks the chains that have been wrapped around our life. We need to receive the work that He did on the cross for our lives. We need to receive that power that breaks the chains. And then we can throw them off. As we think about this, Jesus says, purify yourselves. In 2 Corinthians 7, 1, purify ourselves from everything that contaminates. That's pretty simple. In Romans chapter 13, verse 12, put aside the deeds of darkness. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, talks about putting off the old self and putting on the new self. To put off the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the anger, and to put on kindness, forgiveness, mercy, 
grace. You see that you and I were the ones who picked up the chains. And you and I have to be the ones to lay them down. To throw them off and leave them behind. We are not going to get rid of these chains by going through some religious motion. Pray some prayer, Jesus, forgive me, come into my life, set me free, I'm really sorry. When really you just want to keep the problem around your neck. You've not turned away from it. You've not repented. You've not renounced it. You've not turned at all. There is no difference. You're not holding to Jesus' teaching. Instead, you're still holding on to that thing. When there's no change of mind, when there's no change of habit, when there's no change of direction, then you still got the chains. How can we experience new life that God wants to give us if we have not let go of the old life? How can we finally be free when we keep hanging around those things that enslave us? We need to make a choice to change, to change our direction, to change the places you go, to change the people you hang around, to change the people who bring you into habits, whether it's drugs or gossip, either one, and everything in between. We need to get rid of the chains and leave them behind. Yes, we have become a new creation. We come to Christ with a new life. But the problem is we still want part of the old life. We have this love-hate relationship with these chains that we've been dealing with. We know they're not right. But we do not want to let them go. They're my, uh, like last week, they're my precious chains. We do not want to live set free because we really don't want to be fully deep down free from the chains jesus set us free but we keep choosing captivity to continue to live in a sense of satisfied that look i mean i could say right now wow this light is this this load is so much lighter you know so late early on or later on you can try out the chains yourself but this is so much lighter i, I feel like a new man get rid of all those chains in my life and that's what we do it's like we got do the, you know, they do this Christianese thing. Oh yeah, I should get rid of this, I should get rid of this. But you know what? We don't get rid of them all. We hang on to something still. We're still hanging on to. It's not freedom. What's even crazier is that Christians are walking around and picking up back up chains that they had dropped earlier in their life or picking up chains that they had never had in their whole life before they even knew Christ. They had never picked up a chain like that, but they went and picked that up and started carrying that around. We don't want to give up the things that tied us in bondage because we want to be free to choose what we want. That's the freedom. We want the freedom to choose what we want. We want the freedom to be our own boss. We don't want anybody to tell us anything. We want that freedom, the freedom that is killing us. And we don't realize it. God has a reason for telling us to get rid of that chain. Instead, we just think God is a killjoy. God doesn't want us to have any fun. That's why God's saying get rid of that chain. That's like having an argument with your three-year-old about not playing with fire. And the three-year-old coming to you and say, you're, you're, you're such a party pooper. You, you, don't, you don't want me to have any fun. That I can do it myself. 
I can handle it. I can do it, says the toddler to their parent about playing with fire. I don't have a problem. I'll be fine. Yeah. We are those toddlers with God. And then we complain about why did God let me get burnt? God's word speaks to us. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Don't go there again. That is the truth. It is not always true in our our lives, but that is the truth that we need to live by, that we need to hold on to and walk. For he goes on to say, Christians, do not be burdened again with this yoke of slavery around your neck. Or 2 Peter 2 says, we escape only to be back in bondage, entangled, enslaved. Chains, chains that have been broken. We've been set free from its power over us. But that does not mean that we have not been set free from the temptation. Oh, look, something shiny. I think I'll pick that up. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have that temptation. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. You catch what that's saying? You don't have to pick the chain up. Yes, it's there. Yes, it looks shiny. Yes, you're tempted. But you have the power through Christ to not have to pick it up. You've been set free. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 says, Do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh to indulge our sinful nature. There are those who will say then, Pastor, yes, I know, oh, that message really spoke to me and I knew what I needed to do and so I let that chain go. I let it go. I dropped my chain. Except you're not fooling anybody. You dropped that chain over in the corner where you can find it again if you need to. You didn't drop that chain in the depths of the sea. You dropped the chain over there. You put it in the attic. Right? We don't want to get rid of it completely and forever. All we really do is just kind of put it in storage, which doesn't make any sense. But if you really want to be free, think about it. If you have an alcohol problem, why do you keep alcohol in the house? Why do we wear the destructive chain around our neck? If we have trouble with what we see on the computer, why do we keep it in that place? Why do we not have some kind of accountability? Why don't we have some kind of safeguards and prevents in all of that? Why do we not have that? Because we have a problem with this chain. Why? Why don't we do that stuff? Why? Because we want to keep that chain somewhere close where we want to pick it back up or just keep it around us. We all want to be fully forgiven by God because of the things that we do. We want to be fully forgiven, but apparently we do not want to be fully free because we do not release our broken chains. Do we understand that? Release the broken chains. So many are missing the victory in Jesus because we're not in Jesus. It just makes sense. The chains of sin are ruling our lives because we've never truly let Jesus rule and reign in our life. We struggle surrendering our chains because we have not completely surrendered our life to Jesus as King, Lord, Boss, whatever you want to say. 
We've asked Him to be our Savior, to forgive me, Jesus, give me my ticket to heaven, and I'll see you later when I get there. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 13, tells us that we're no longer to live for ourselves, but for Him. We do not just surrender our sin or even our problems to Jesus. We need to surrender our very lives, everything past, present, future, complete. This is not Jesus take the wheel and I'll work the brake and the gas. Or Jesus, you go ahead and drive, but I'll give you directions. No, this is Jesus, you take the wheel and I'm hopping in the back seat and I'm just going to be quiet. For some of you, that's a tough thing. That's the surrender. To hold on to Jesus is to live the teaching. Not just to learn it, to live it, to live the truth. To keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Not picking up chains along the way, but where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Right here, right now, there is freedom. We read in Titus that those with the power, through the power of the Spirit, have the power to say no. The power to take it off, to release, to experience joy and peace and patience and goodness, gentleness and self-control. To arise today, right here, right now, in resurrection power, Recognizing your chain. Realizing it's broken by Jesus. And now releasing it to Him. Ask the worship team to come. This thing, not just saying, but we're going to, in a sense, prayer and praise the message. That Jesus breaks the power of the chains over us. Today, wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, I invite you. Which part of that step of that process do you need to do to find that freedom, to be set free, to not continue to just keep going on? To not just say, you know what, the chain's really not that heavy, it's not that bad. Why not live in the complete freedom that Jesus wants? You're missing out on so much more be set free a power there is power in the name of jesus to break every chain whatever it is in your life and for you to live it to walk out to walk out of here walking in what he wants for you to do so i want to encourage as you hear and we declare this truth in this song uh, that you would step out that you even symbolically just drop your chains up here. Whether it's to kneel. If you can't kneel, you can come to the front chairs. I really encourage you to do that. Let's stand together as we pray. Father, we thank you. That your plan from all of creation, even though when we started, we put ourselves in bondage right away. That your plan was always to bring freedom. Jesus, you came to set us free set free those of us who are prisoners it's not just set free from our uh, the penalty of our sin we know that you've forgiven us but Lord there are there's more than that it's the power of sin that you set us free from 
recognize what took place, what, what we celebrated last week. Jesus, on that cross and in that empty tomb, you broke every chain. May we make the decision today to leave them, to let it go. Holy Spirit, fall upon us, move in us.